Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue our ongoing examination of the Word of God. That's what we do. We simply look and see what the Scripture says, and talk about it a little bit, and reflect upon it, meditate upon it, the balance of the day, right? So uh, if you get a chance, share about these times with your friends, with your family members, uh, your loved ones. I hope they're all the same, <laughs> okay, that you love your family, that you love your friends, and just tell them about these times. Uh, we're beginning to look in the book of Ephesians, and we've only looked at the first couple of uh, verses of it so far, because I wanted to just go back to Acts and sort of set the context of what had occurred uh, with the church as, it, as the gospel came into that region where Ephesus is. And the scripture actually tells us a good bit in Acts 18 and 19. And we've seen a couple of things. We see that Paul, I already saw it, that Paul came into the area, shared the gospel, and had Aquila and Priscilla with him, and left them there, and he took off and went somewhere else. Well, he winds up coming back. He runs into some disciples and in their conversation, he could tell that something was up. And so he'd ask them if they'd received the Holy Spirit. When they didn't even know of the Holy Spirit. They were baptized uh, in the John's baptism is the way it was described. They'd heard what John had said. Well, Paul shared with them a more complete gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that Messiah had already come. And these men were saved and the Holy Spirit came upon them and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. Well, then Paul goes and he enters the synagogue at Ephesus and he speaks and continues to teach and preach boldly for three months. And the scripture says that he reasoned with them and persuaded them about the kingdom of God. That is so lacking within the body of Christ today, of reasoning and persuading. Uh, we are more inclined to uh, uh, pontificate and uh, manipulate, okay? Uh, we, we really fall within the spirit of witchcraft more than anything. And that's not at all what we should be doing. <coughs> Excuse me. He reasoned with them, persuaded with them, and he did so for three months. But then some of them became hardened of heart, and they were disobedient, and they were speaking evil against the way. And he says, okay, you know, that's fine. I'll just leave. And he went somewhere else, and he taught for two years in a place called uh, the School of Tyrannus. And he taught there daily. He reasoned daily. And we left off in the last episode with what the Scripture said was occurring at that time. This took place for two years so that all who lived in Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. So there, everybody was hearing what was going on, and these phenomenal, extraordinary miracles were taking place at the hand of Paul, even to such a degree that people would bring handkerchiefs and aprons that were being carried on his body to the sick people, and the diseases would leave. Their body would be made well, and evil spirits went out. So the power of God was moving in that way. Now, we're going to continue because it gets real interesting here. People will say, well, that was just back then. That doesn't happen now. I think that the power of God to do exactly this still is present today. Okay, It's still present today. Why does it not happen in most of our circles? Because we don't believe. We haven't been taught, and we simply don't believe. Now, watch what happens right here. Uh, verse 12 was the, the uh, verse about the uh, handkerchiefs and about the evil spirits going out. Verse 13 says this, But also some of the Jewish exorcists 
who went from place to place, attempted to name over those who had the evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, I adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. Now, this is interesting because you have the Jewish exorcists that King James calls them vagabond Jews. <laughs> Isn't that great? But they were itinerant Jewish exorcists. And we often don't think of those two phrases together. <coughs> but they were Jewish people, and they would go about driving demons away out of people's uh, lives and out of their bodies. Well, they had seen what Paul had done, so they were using the name of the Lord Jesus. And they said, I adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. They didn't necessarily believe themselves, but they had seen the power of God. Okay? They had seen the power of God move. And so they were using the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. You know, sometimes God uses that. Now, watch what happened in this instance. Verse 14 says, Seven sons of one Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. So Sceva is a high priest. He's the chief priest among the Jews, and he had seven sons. And these seven sons apparently were of the Jewish exorcist type of folks, the group. And so they were doing this. So verse 15 tells us, and the evil spirit answered them. So they had gone and said, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. <laughs> the evil spirit answered them and said to them, I recognize Jesus and I know about Paul, but who are you? <laughs> that right there, folks, is one of the most profound moments, okay? One of the moments <laughs> because it, it, he's, they're sitting there saying this, telling these demons or this demon to leave and the demon comes back and says, you know what? I recognize Jesus. And this is important. That word recognize is gnosko, which means I, I know about, I recognize, I know exactly who Jesus is because the demons knew who Jesus was. Okay. And he says, I know about Paul. I understand about Paul. I'm acquainted with Paul. That's a different thing. They know Jesus. They're acquainted with Paul. They're aware of who he is. But then they say, who are you? We know who Jesus is. We know his might. We know his power. We've heard about Paul, that he's moving within that might and that power. But who in the world are you? Who do you think you are? This is what the evil spirit is saying to these seven men. Verse 16 continues the account. And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them and subdued all of them and overpowered them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. <laughs> so these seven sons of Sceva come in. They're sitting there saying, I adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. The evil spirit looks at him and says, hey, I know Jesus, and I've heard about Paul, but who in the world are you? And then this man, I love the way this is phrased, and the man in whom the evil spirit was, okay, a lot of times we see uh, people and they have evil spirits and they're demonic, that type of thing. And you're looking and you can't get past a person. And it's not the person, folks. It's the demon. It's the evil spirit. The Lord created that person right there. The Lord loves that person as much as he loves us. But here, this evil spirit through one man jumped on these seven men, overpowered them, Okay, overpowered him, stripped them naked, and left them running out of the house wounded, probably bleeding, all seven of them. Verse 17, 
this became known to all, both Jews and Greeks, who lived in Ephesus, and fear fell upon them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was being magnified. I'll tell you what, we'll stop right there. We'll continue the account next episode, okay? But you see what's going on. This happened in Ephesus. When Paul writes this letter to the church at Ephesus, these are the things that they had encountered and that they had seen. Okay, the gospel had come to them. Some of them had heard of John and been baptized in John's baptism. But then they hear about Jesus and they believe and great things are happening. But these are very disruptive things community-wide, okay, community-wide. Because all the Jews and the Greeks had heard what had happened in Ephesus. And out of that, a great fear fell upon them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was being magnified. You know, it's probably been a long time, if ever, that most true believers where we all live now have really experienced the fear that falls upon uh, uh, the body of Christ because of great marvelous things happening like this to such a degree that the name of the Lord Jesus is being magnified. Again, I'm Dale. We'll continue this episode next time around, okay? I'll see you then.